And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network. So, how do I address you guys? I know DA and what? How, how does Waz? Uh, w- w- just Waz? Yeah. Yep. Just okay. Waz. I can do that. That's how he's Waz. known. That's how he's known throughout America. Just Waz. Waz. Okay, <laughs> that's good. It's like it's like it's like Madonna. Exactly. <laughs> We don't need, we don't need no last I, names and no qualifiers. Uh, Waz. Yeah. Waz. I like exactly. that. I like that. Okay. Yeah, like, just like Madonna. <laughs> Touch for the very first time. <laughs> it is another Hoops Adjacent episode of the Athletic NBA show. David Aldrich here in D.C. My man Waz Lambre in L.A. Waz. What's up, buddy? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm chilling, man. I'm just happy to be back. You killed it with the jet right. last week. <laughs> there you that go. was great. That was great. He was so good. Was you know, it's funny. Like I, I've known Kenny for like 20 years, right? 25 years. And I always forget because Kenny is very, Kenny has a persona. Like he, he has that persona of being Kenny Smith and but sure. you forget. And it's my, and it's my, it's my mistake. It's not his. How, how, much of a student of the game he is like he really knows basketball like it's not a joke to him like it's serious to him somebody and i was i was going to say this during the show i just forgot like somebody should make him a coach like he really would be a good coach i think because he really does know the game he understands the game and all those sorts of things and he can relate to just about everybody you know right and you know you know how that's gonna go the problem is they're gonna be like well he doesn't have the experience right, and when right you're like right, making course, as much money as he is nobody wants to be nobody's assistant that's right the- right 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 <laughs> exactly like, exactly he no ain't trying chance. to sit on nobody's bench like he's earned the right to like everybody else has earned the right to be the be the lead guy so it'll be interesting i'll be very curious to see what what and i know he also was thinking about being a gm at some point too so you know, he may want to do the GM thing. And he could do that, too. I mean, he just really is now he's got an incredible background and history and taps into a lot of different wells. You know what I mean? So, um, and by the way, in a couple of weeks, you may actually see us as well as hear us here. We're going to we're going to jump into that. Why you got to you got to walk me through it. It's been a minute since I've been on camera. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta walk me through no, some no, stuff. No, no, no. You will be walking me through it, Mr. <laughs> Broadcaster, sir. No, 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 no. You've been on actual TV before. Uh, I've been know, on a cable is, program once. Right, but this is this is more, you know, this is more the for the people YouTube type of run out. So, you know, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it may be some different things I gotta hit. So just stay tuned. Stay tuned. You may see us in a couple of weeks as well as hear us. So uh, we got Seth Davis from The Athletic. We're going to talk about the, the tournament, of course, with Seth. He's the college basketball guy in a couple minutes. Um, but I want to start with, because uh, Waz wasn't here last week, and, and you know that is to happened last week, and it's something we wanted to talk about, was our man Myers Leonard down in Miami <laughs> uh, with the Heat. Um, and the incident with him 
incident. I hate incident. It makes it sound like, right. you know, like, I know. A, like, like there was a, like, like he spilled, like he you know spilled I mean? some, some gravy or something on his pants <laughs> right, right, or something. Right. Like, that's an like, incident. Right. 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 <laughs> this exactly. was a scandal. This was right. a full blown, you know, a happening for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, for those of you who don't know, maybe there's some of you who still don't know, you know, My- Myers Leonard's with the Heat. Um, he was taking part in some, I, you have to explain this to me. I'm old. I don't understand what he's doing. He was, so he was, <laughs> he was playing video games online as most video gamers now do. They play against strangers via the internet. But simultaneously, he was streaming himself playing video games online on a platform called Twitch. Very popular streaming platform, um, especially, right, especially um, amongst the gamers. Like, there are people who stream on Twitch who aren't gamers, but so much of what goes on on Twitch is about streaming gaming. And Myers Leonard, being somebody who's really into the gaming, really into the streaming um, was streaming himself, and as he was doing that, and, you know, to backtrack, just so people understand, like, a lot of people don't even play with their microphone or earphones in because, specifically because a lot of the online streaming culture is so toxic when it comes to the, you know, horrible language and derogatory language, the racially charged language. This isn't new. This is what happens on Twitch. It's, it's terrible every day. It's been bad for women forever, right? I right, mean, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Myers Leonard, you know, in his capacity, it felt like watching the stream like that this guy forgets that he's an NBA player, which means he's a public figure, right. which means he is the public face of a billion dollar organization. Right. right. Um, in his capacity as like... This is what you have to do on the court, which is set picks and make open threes, Myers Leonard. But that's not all your job entails. Like, being the public face carries into you streaming on Twitch. And in the course of that Twitch, David, he he dropped um, probably the worst slur you can say about a Jewish person known to men. It's the the Jewish version of the The N-word. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's just what it is. What it is. And it's not, you know, it's not as... As nice as as when they call us a shine or right, right, you right. know <laughs> or <Eggplant>. whatever, like, <laughs> it's not as innocuous as that. It's the real like you know charged hate speech. It's yeah, it's, it's just straight one. up is <laughs> yeah the real bad one yeah yeah and you know it, it's when these kinds of things happen, David. I'm conflicted in the sense that I don't think there's anything interesting to be gleaned from this. Yeah. You know um. What he did was so obviously wrong, horrible, so obviously deserves reprimand. Like, the, the, I don't see what the, the the sort of question is, right? People right. quibble with his apology right afterwards, which, again, I wasn't impressed by, but I don't know how you got... What could he have possibly said right. two days after the fact? Right, right, right. You know, right. what, I've changed or what, like, what, there's nothing he could do or say after two days. Yeah. Um... And then the NBA issues their their sort of verdict, which is a fifty thousand dollar fine, and and I couldn't be clear. I don't remember what the reporting was. Whether he's sitting out without pay or he's just stepping away from the team. He's just away from the team. It was worded very very oddly. It wasn't NBA suspends Myers Leonard for a week or for two okay. weeks or whatever. It was Myers Leonard will not be allowed to take part in team activities for a week, which is 
it's the same thing. It's just worded differently and kind of sure. Weird. And and you know, because yeah. with typical suspensions, um, and, and you know, we'll talk about this at another time. I mean, um, related to this, um, I, for instance, Ron Artest, right. when he got cooked for the season after yeah, jumping yeah. into the crowd, he didn't get paid. Right, he right, was, right. He lost the money. He lost the season. He had the public yeah. embarrassment and the shame and all of that that went through it. So I wasn't sure if Myers Leonard was suspended for two weeks without pay, which again, which is what I wanted to talk to you about, DA. Because um, I'm interested to know your perspective is if this guy, if if this is what actually happened, if he got fined 50K and is suspended for two weeks, meaning two weeks worth of game checks, which is probably about four, five, six game checks. Um, it's not, it's not with, it's, it's with with pay. Oh, looking so it's it up, with looking pay. at it right it's now. Suspension pay. does not include loss of pay for games. Right. It's that which you know, again, um, and so you know, for me, the the response online was kind of that the NBA was somehow not punitive enough mm-hmm. in their response. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm somebody who reacts negatively to that line of thinking because. We've seen what happens when they do re- like this heavy-handed nature to uh, right. or approach to things from the league office oftentimes results in bad things. Like we've seen the heavy-handedness from, you know, the now deceased David Stern during his right, tenure. Right, right, for right. me, I'm like I'm sort of proud of the union for not letting the NBA Come down on this guy. I don't know if people want him to be fired, to never be playing the league again for this. I'm sorry. I don't think that that's the remedy or that's the answer. And that's not to defend what what Miles Turner did was so obviously horrible. But, like, does that mean that he does not deserve to have a job ever again? I vehemently um, disagree with that, you know? Uh, yeah, you know what, Was I don't, I don't think he should have been, like, released or you know like cut or anything like that i mean i don't think so you know i remember kobe bryant got fined a hundred thousand dollars when he uttered an anti-gay slur toward a referee uh, many years ago he didn't get nobody said kobe bryant should be like released from the lakers you know what i mean like right i mean people i think i think i think speech while obviously very hurtful to people um has rarely risen to the level where a guy a player on a team gets fired essentially for something they said. Um, it just, I, you know, I'm sure that there'll be on Twitter hundreds of examples that will come out after this. Um, but it's hard for me to remember when a guy was released and just didn't play in the league anymore after something he said. Now where right. the, the problem, the only problem I have with, with this is Myers Leonard, like everybody who's, who winds up having to, having to, uh, you know, atone or apologize says, well, I didn't know what the word meant. I mean, well, why'd you are, say we it then? are we <laughs> why'd mean, you say it then? Are we really doing this? First and, of all, you're 29 years old. What do you mean you don't know what the word is? I mean, <laughs> you know and, what I mean? Like, and I mean, listen, <laughs> if you look up where Myers Leonard is from, yeah. he's from the Illinois, Indiana. Right, 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 right. Border. Home of the KKK, Indiana? I mean, like, it's like this idea that he doesn't know what that word means. Yeah. yeah. Where he's from. And that's not to what, like, and this is another thing that people need to understand because 
I'm from where I'm from in New York City, which is a heavily Jewish population. Yeah. I have heard with my own ears, yeah, ethnically white people, i.e., yeah. Italian, um, Irish, Polish, yeah. Greek, whatever, refer to Jewish people in this manner, been confused, like, aren't you all white? Whatever right. type of thing. So this idea that Myers Leonard never heard it or knows what it means where he's from. Really? Just think about this logically. Under what circumstance would you say something and you don't know what the word means? <laughs> why would you do that? Like, seriously, why would you ever do that in yeah. any context, in any, in any, in any discourse with anybody? Why would you throw a word out that you don't know what it means? That you just straight up don't that know what it means. I'm just going to like make up a word, you know, flargen lurgen. <laughs> like right. I'm just going to say flargen I'm just going to keep saying it. You know it what I mean? It like, doesn't ascribe what the mean, like what do I think it means when right. I say it, even if I don't know the, the textbook <laughs> right. or the traditional right. what do I, yeah, why, definition. Yeah, why would you do that? Like there's literally no reason for any human being to ever do that. You know, so come on, stop it. Yeah. So, that, that, and uh, you know, again, I would love to see Myers Leonard come out after some time and some yeah. actual work. And yeah. be like, yo, here's what I learned from this. Right. You know, right. here's why this is messed up. Here's why I was wrongheaded. Here's where I went down a wrong path of not understanding why I shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. But to me, that would take time. It's right. not something right. he could do in two days or two weeks. That's right. That's right. You know, right. and and yeah. and lastly, really what I wanted to say is because of so many so much of the reaction that I seen online to the punishment is so many people who participate with the NBA as a sport are self-described, self-proclaimed, progressive, right. yeah, sure. quote-unquote liberal people. Mm-hmm. And that instinct that, that makes them react to being disgusted by what Myers Leonard um, said is something they would describe as liberal or progressive. Like, the reason why it hurts me, even if I'm not Jewish, is because I'm yeah. progressive. I get why you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. But then they turn around and want to see the most reactionary, authoritarian <laughs> response right. to something. Right. I'm like, y'all got to pick a side. Are you fucking <laughs> liberal, progressive, or are you reactionary? <laughs> right, and you right, just right. want to see this guy's head chopped off, right, you know? Right, and right. so that's what, you know, that's what struck me about the Myers Leonard thing. It's like, of course this is horrible. Of course right. he should be reprimanded. Of course he should be ridiculed publicly for what he did and he said. And sidebar DM, I'm kind of happy that guys like Jimmy Butler didn't jump in front of the train for him. Right. I was like, nah, I'm not saving no. him. No, no. <laughs> I like seeing uh, that. You're on your you own, You know, he's going to have to swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No life vest for you. You're you going to have to learn to swim, brother. Because yeah, we right, got to right. do this every day. Right, um, right. Exactly. So I like that. But I would just caution people to be like, look, man, yeah, we got to point out when things are wrong. But we don't want to also be the people that want to be extremely punitive yeah. and like just reactionary. I will get, yeah, I don't disagree with that, Was I mean, I hope he takes Julian Edelman up. I know Julian Edelman kind of reached out to him on, on social and said, hey, let's go have, let's go have a dinner sometime and I'll, you know, mm. I'll try to, we can talk and all that. I hope he takes people up on that. And I'm sure other people have reached out to him too, to understand, look, dude, this is why this, you can't say this shit. Okay. Like you, mm-hmm. you can't say these things. Like you, you've got to understand why this is, this is really hurtful to a lot of people and, you know, and to kids, you know, that look up to you right. and want to be like you, you know, so um, so yeah, I, I hope he takes people up on that. 
I'll, you know, I don't want it's not I don't want to get into the cliche about it being a teachable moment and all that nonsense. I, mean, I just want him to do better. Just <laughs> yeah. be better yeah, from, as yep. a result of this. You know, and, and and then to me, the proof is in the pudding or the rubber meets the road. The next time Myers Leonard's in back home with his boys and somebody drops the slur <laughs> in, <laughs> in casual conversation, you're going to step to that guy or you're going to be quiet. You know, that's <laughs> what I that's what I need you to be an ally. So that's when right. we'll know if this is real for Myers Leonard or not. You know, well, so. yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's just one of those things because again, we did have we had something similar like this with uh, what's his name, the wide receiver, um, Jackson, Deshaun oh, Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, yeah, 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 yeah. He shared some anti-Semitic literature yes, under yes. the guise <laughs> of like he's learning stuff or whatever, right. Right. and people had to get at him, and rightfully yeah. so, yeah. you know. And we've seen a bunch of this stuff happen, and I think people need to just get better and be better about it. I don't think we do anybody any um, services by. Just be just going nuts about yeah, right, it, you right. know, no, and, I got and, pre- you. I got you. and pretending what My- Myers Leonard does actually <laughs> matters. I mean, you know, whatever. You know. <laughs> it is what it exactly. is. Exactly. The moral of the story, kids, is don't say words you don't you don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do that. You know, if you're like, I wonder if this. If you say, I wonder if this word, don't use it. Don't use it. <laughs> Man, it's it's just crazy. And, you know, we don't even get into the stuff where, because I had to have this type of conversation with somebody, which as a black person, the things that get used to denigrate you, you're stupid, yeah. you're shiftless, yeah, you don't, right, you're not right. smart, you're not thrifty, you're not this. <laughs> like those same, discri- like the, like being the opposite of those get weaponized against Jewish people. So you think, right? No, nah, sure. I'm paying you guys a compliment. You guys right. always stick together and, and plot and plan, you know, together. Right. And it's right. like, guys, no, 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 that's no, not they, a compliment. That's, <laughs> no, that's not good. They, they've like killed Jewish people for that right. stereotype. Yes, yes. You know Lots what I'm saying? Of them. Millions so of them. So don't it, do so that. So it's not even like one of those confusing type of things where like affluence is seen as bad and lack of it. It's yeah. seen as bad for us. You right, know what I mean? Right, like that right. that disconnect, I understand that because yeah. I've lived it and I've seen it and I've talked to people about it. Where it's yeah. like, wait, it's it's a bad thing to say that Jewish people are <laughs> have great jobs, they're lawyers and doctors. And right. like, that's bad. Right. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, bad. It is. <laughs> Yeah, it you is. know, <laughs> and so it's not even that type of co- confusion. My right. son is just calling people yeah. bad words, like. right? Right, and white people, no, you can't use the n word. No, you no, can't. no, sorry, no, it's, 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 <laughs> not in any context whatsoever. No, <laughs> zero, no. <laughs> so that's our lesson yeah. for today. Let's uh, <laughs> we'll take a quick minute here, and we'll bring Seth Davis in to talk about the tournament. Let's bring Da into the conversation here. Welcome to comment is. Jason on the Athletic Podcast Network. I turned it on and I heard Shaq with the barbs and just like the bolts in his braggadocio. I was transported right back into it. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I think I rap better than Shaq. With David, David Aldridge. Aldridge. Oh, he's totally playing him. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then he yeah. got their lungs out in front of everybody on TV. Michael was not your friend. Lambert. So the Chicago and Detroit stuff, that was real. That was real. I mean, God forbid we don't have scholarship money that we can't pay for the charters for the water polo <laughs> in Iowa. Hoops adjacent. Welcome to Hoops adjacent. Four, we have ignition. Stay mellow.
right, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back. Uh, we are joined now by my man, the, the legendary college basketball writer, TV star, analyst, author. If you ever get to read his book, Wooden, on John Wooden, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. I mean, I'm serious. It, it is awesome. Seth Davis. My man. What's up, Seth? How you doing, buddy? DA, how you doing? Waz, how are you guys today? I'm- March Band is coming. I'm good. I'm excited, um, Seth. But first question, because we got a college basketball expert on here, I understand why we have to do the NCAA tournament. Like March Madness, this is big business, big money. <laughs> I get big, what we're doing with that. Big money. Why are we doing the NIT? <laughs> I just don't understand that. It's well, less big money. <laughs> well, uh, it's certainly not for the money. No. So <laughs> let's acknowledge that that's not being done for the money because not only are we doing, or should you say they're doing the NIT. They're doing the CBI, they're also, right? They're, they're doing the CBI, but they're also doing all kinds of sports are being played right now. Uh, As is always the case, you know, the the only two sports that have any chance of making money are football and men's basketball. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that the NCAA actually does that not only do they not do it for the money, but they're also really bad bottom line money uh, enterprises. They're good for the NCAA. They're certainly good for the kids who are playing. Right. Um, But you got to pay to get in the CBI. That's not like... (laughs) Large, yeah, yes. I know. You gotta yeah, pay money to get in the CBIs. I know. But kids, kids love to play ball. What else are they gonna right, do? Right, man? right, right. Give them a chance to play. The, the, the answer is was it's a great event. I guess they're they're uh, shrinking the field to sixteen teams, and mm. kids want to play. Anytime they give kids a chance to play, that's what they want to do. Yeah, I, I hear so. that. I guess so. I guess so. Um, but we're talking about the the big dance, um, and I always qualify. Anytime I talk to anybody any college basketball people about the big dance. I always preface it wise and, and, and Seth by saying I'm a small college guy. I'm a proud graduate of the American university Patriot league <laughs> school. So I always am going to come at this from the small schools, from the little guys getting their chance in the sun, which is why I'm starting with the Colgate Raiders, Seth Davis, and why <laughs> oh, they're going goodness. to, why they're taking out Arkansas in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know if you saw the end of the selection show I there, saw. but apparently all of Arkansas did. And, and just so you know, Twitter's working just fine in the state of Arkansas. I can certainly report that. Uh, you know, I was overcoming the moment. You know, do you ever you ever, you ever tell a girl I love you t- a little too soon? You know what I'm saying? Like you yes, got caught up in girlfriend. the dance and the lighting. And she's like, yeah, I got to go. I got an Uber outside, but I'll take that under advisement. Um, you know, it's actually it's actually been kind of a funny uh dialogue in college basketball because we have this metric that the NCAA now uses I called know the, the net. net. Yeah, yeah. And and Colgate's been in the top 10 of the net because it, it's been a, a quirk. Obviously, it's been an unusual season. The Patriot League didn't have a non-conference right. Well, Army season. and Navy did, but nobody else did. Right. Yeah, there you go. Figure yeah. that out. Yeah. So for mathematical reasons that are way over my head that I don't quite understand, all I know is that's why yeah. they were ranked so high. Right. They didn't play. I think they played 15 games, but they only played five teams all year. So do that That's math. right. That's right. That's um, basically right. Yeah. But- there is also a reason they are ranked that high. I mean, their metrics were off the charts and they're the second highest scoring team in the country to Gonzaga. And, you know, I got to watch them a little bit in the Patriot League tournament and they look pretty good. Now, of course, they're playing other Patriot League teams. Right. <laughs> um, right. And Arkansas, you know, it could go could go both ways. I mean, really, the, the way to beat a team like Arkansas is to try to slow them down and grind it out. So, right. but Colgate's happy to run and gun with Arkansas too. And you know what? Every tournament, there's one game that you're like holy cow how did that happen and 
So maybe that's the one. I can only tell you that, you know, after the selection show and I looked on Twitter and I saw what was happening, I sent a text to Eric Musselman that just said, you're welcome. And he immediately, text, he immediately texted me back with already the video clip of me saying that and a text a text that says, we're going to show this to our, our, our team every every film session. So I think I think it's probably going to be 50 to 3 by the first TV timeout. And once again, America will have fun at my expense. No, so I, live, I live to serve. I live to I've serve. Watched, I've watched Colt. Colgate's been in four straight Patriot League championship games. They've won two. It's a veteran group. Elijah Burns. I'm for, I can't remember who they played last year. He gave him thirty. That's all I remember. <laughs> he gave him thirty. So this right. kid can play. Um. So they can. They can make three. So we'll see. I mean, I think Arkansas will probably win, but but it'll be entertaining. I'll give you. Suffice I'll it to say, if, if, if the good news is for everybody, if Colgate does win, you will never see or hear from Seth Davis again. I will. Costanza, <laughs> drop the mic. I'm out the door. I am gone. I'm going to be a homeless guy under a bridge telling everybody about my pick. All right. So are you? Are you? Um. I'm happy that Duke's not in the tournament. I'm happy that some of these <laughs> that, that Kentucky's not in the tournament. I like seeing other teams like in Illinois get a little shine for them, you know, for for once. Um, so I don't. I'm not one of these people that's like, what will the tournament be like without Duke and Kentucky? It'll be the tournament. You know, somebody great will play great and somebody will win. What's what's the hangup? So, um, do you see any residual problems with those teams not being in? I would say it's a problem, but I would say the reason why you're happy they're not in is because you don't run a you don't run a television network that is putting on this tournament. So, uh, you know, listen, remember there was no tournament last year, so we are trying to get maximum eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah it, 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 it does have an effect on the ratings. I mean, when Duke and Kentucky is in the final yeah, four, the ratings sure. are definitely going to be higher. Right. Yeah. Uh, it will have zero impact, as you said, on the quality of basketball, the quality of the tournament. You know, I always um, love to quote our mutual friend Bob Ryan. You know, remember him saying. And, you know, because people say, well, you know, all these guys are turning pro and there are no stars in college basketball. And his line is the NCAA tournament doesn't need stars. The NCAA tournament makes, makes stars, stars. Yeah. and it will make right. stars. I mean, who, you know, aside from nerds like us, I mean, who knew who Stephen Curry was before they made right. their run? And, and that was the birth of, ass, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. There you go. Second round. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be, listen, it's been, from a basketball competitive storyline standpoint, it's been an unbelievable season. Obviously, we've had the disruptions and and it was always, you know, that underlying fear and bad flashbacks. You know, people aren't quite locked into the fact that college basketball is the only sport that got canceled. Everybody else found a way to finish their season right, or truncate right, their right, season. They right. found a way to get it done. So um, it's been amazing watching these games. These kids, I cannot say enough, guys what these players have been through following all the protocols. I mean, I, I think we remember, I think uh, Waz is a little bit more recent than you, but DI and I, DA and I barely remember what it was like be, actually being in college and the idea of sitting in your room <laughs> and not being able to socialize and have fun for Impossible. a whole year. Weeks? All, all, all Weeks? for the ability to play. So yeah, it's been right. great. The games have been great and the games will be great in the tournament. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, and you know you know what's funny, Seth, is that I'm a bit of an, the opposite of DA. I don't know if it's just my New York City instincts like the... You know, the Cinderella's is cute. 
until the Sweet Six. Like, we'll let you guys have a little Sweet Sixteen run. <laughs> Anything past the Sweet Sixteen, I don't want it. I, you ain't I trying to see Loyola in the Final Four. I, no, <laughs> I want to see my Dukes, Kentuckys, Kansas, you know, UCLA, Arizonas. That's what I want to see. I want to see my Yukons, my Syracuses. You know, because that was back in the days. That's what I would root for. I would root for great outcomes. For the Big East, right? Like, even when St. John's didn't make it, I wanted to see Syracuse do well. I wanted to see Nova do well. I want to see, you know, Providence do well. And it was nice. If, if, if all this, you could root against them. Exactly. Exactly. And it was nice when George Mason had their little run, but I was depressed when they beat UConn oh, in the dude. Elite Eight. Oh, I, I, that I was actually... one of the great moments in the history of basketball. <laughs> My man DA, jumped on the table. It was awesome. <laughs> I um I talked to Rudy Gay about that game like last year, and he was like, "I still think about that game." He still, oh, he's sure. still right. losing sleep over that George Mason loss. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you know, it, it 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 it's the the ideal scenario is when you have a good mix, like the Duke Butler yeah. championship game. I think is exactly what you wanted. It came down to a half court. I always say, like, if Gordon Hayward's shot went in. Half court buzzer beater for Butler to beat Duke in Indianapolis. Like, where would that have ranked in, right. in the greatest That's sports probably, moments of all time? Gotta be top five. Leitner shot, I would think, right? Yeah, yeah, you know? I think so too. So, yeah. um, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's, listen, whatever it is, we, none of us have control over, you know, who's, who's making it through the bracket. So, but I agree with you, Waz. I think it's good to have, if you have all these great upsets in the first round, everyone gets real excited, but then you start looking at the Sweet 16 matchups and you're like, eh, it's not as interesting. So you want one or two Cinderella's and then you want the big brands to carry you through. All right. Well, you got some big brands um, making the final four in your bracket. Uh, it's available on theathletic.com and we've got this special offer for uh, the next few weeks or months or a dollar there a month. There you go, DA. There for, you go. Uh, if you're a new subscriber to The Athletic, you can read Seth on college basketball. You can read NBA stuff, trade deadlines next week. You can read all the free agency in the NFL. You can read spring training and baseball. It's nuts right now in sports. And so for a dollar a month, you can jump in on that. Um, but Seth, you've got Gonzaga, Baylor, Alabama, and Illinois. You got Gonzaga and Illinois in the title game. And the undefeated Zags winning it all. Why do you like the Zags? Well, you know, I actually normally don't like to go with a favorite uh, as per my my Colgate pick, you know, try to go against the grain. And I knew that everybody was going to pick the Zags. And so for a while, I was really looking and efforting for other teams that I would pick yeah. um, to, to, to win this championship. Now, the one that I was riding for a while was Baylor. Uh, largely because of their defense. I mean, those guys are absolute killers. A little bit undersized up front, but they're used to that. And you can overcome that with a lot of intangibles, all of which they have, and the number one three-point shooting team in the country. They went through a three-week COVID pause. Now, there are different levels, by the way, of COVID pauses. Level one is when you miss a couple of games because other teams have COVID issues. So you're still practicing the whole time. You You might go a week or two without games. Level two is when... There are, you have contact tracing issues where people aren't sick, but they have to shut it down. That's what happened at Michigan. They got the variant in the athletic department and they shut it down for two weeks, but then they got a full week of practice before they played again. So they really kind of didn't miss a beat. Level three is when you shut down because a lot of your own people got the virus. So not only are you losing that time and you guys know for high level athletes to miss a week or two where you're sitting out, that's hard to come back from. On top of that, 
you got guys who are sick. So they may be back in the gym. They may be clear of the virus, but it takes a couple of weeks to get over being uh, sick. And, you know, so that's what Baylor went through. So they have not been the same team they were before the pause, not even close. What they really need is practice. Now they're going to have a week to get into practice and try to get that edge back, uh, edge back. So I kind of backed off of them a little bit. Obviously, I love the way Illinois, no team's been playing better the last three weeks than Illinois. I mean, right. for them to go into Ann Arbor, spank Michigan by 23 points without Io DeSumo, it's, mm-hmm. it's the perfect example of a team getting better because of an injury. He was only out for three games. Right. Other guys stepped up. They won. They gained confidence. And then he came back with enough time to get through f- games to reacclimate him. And now that everybody's better. At the end of the day, um, I just kept picturing Gonzaga and the way they play on the offensive end. The way that ball moves, the way they shoot it. Corey Kispert is lights out. Yeah. Jalen Suggs is a type of one-and-done lottery pick they've never had. And they have a legit post guy in Drew Timmy um, who they can play off of. So they, they, they're checking every single box. They're very good defense. They're not great, but they're very good defensively. But the way they move that ball offensively and – so, you know, I, I, I think it's their time. I mean, it's amazing. I, I'd love if you guys have any other examples in any sport at any level where you have a small school, private Jesuit college, Spokane, Washington, every year, 20 years now, right. dominating the sport, playing. They were one possession away from winning a national championship in 2017. And now it's four years later and they're going in as the number one seed undefeated. It's incredible. And with everything the sport's been through, it just feels very fitting that it would end with the first, not only the first undefeated champion since 1976, but to have it be Gonzaga. Yeah, that's crazy. You literally took the words out of my mouth because I remember reading a piece. I think we did the piece. I'm I'm sorry. I'm blanking on the writer. But they basically took us through the timeline of, you know, Gonzaga just being this outpost all the way in the middle of the nowhere of nowhere right. to, you know, their, that first sort of run that got them on the map to Dan Dickow to all the things that Gonzaga has be- become to now where, you know, they're getting these high level McDonald's all American guys coming one in one and done type of guys. Yeah. And now they're undefeated on the cusp of a championship. It's just a crazy, it's an amazing story, honestly, especially when you consider a sport like college basketball, where it's been the same teams dominating <laughs> for years. People don't just come in and upset that paradigm. It's been Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas. You know, basically from time immemorial for Gonzaga to step in, it's, it's kind of a miracle. It's it's amazing, and and I just feel like we take it for granted. Other people take it for granted. Oh, Gonzaga, yeah. and now it's like, well, how come they how come they haven't won a championship? <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand <laughs> what we're talking? They're, they were one possession away yeah, right. in the final game against North Carolina. And while to me, it really speaks to as great a coach as Mark Few is. You know that old notion that you know it takes a village. I mean, Spokane is the perfect size city. They don't have football at the school. They don't have football in town. So everyone's nutso for basketball. Right. It's a big enough city that they have the resources to support but it's not so big like a New York City where the right. college teams get lost. It's not a pro town. Right. And so uh, what happened, with, you know, a lot of teams have made a run in the tournament at, at the mid-major level. That's not that infrequent. So 1998, they go to the Elite Eight. Two things happened. First of all, Dan Monson was the coach of that team. He left as he absolutely should have done. He, he got, I think he went from making uh, a buck five uh, a year to over 800 at Minnesota. Mm, yeah. And then after, I think, seven years – 
he was fired midway through his seventh year at Minnesota. So Mark Few saw that and said, you know, grass, I'm, I got this here. Like, right. I, so every year, but then what was important that happened was the, the university and the community invested in the program. They built an arena. Uh, they get, they travel as well as any team travels. Right. And now they have the financial support, the marketing, they paid few enough. Of course he had to turn down bigger money, but he understood I can have everything that I want here. If you guys can make this place, like a UCLA, like in Arizona, like then, then let's keep building it up. Recruiting, they recruit internationally, supporting as assistants, and then the fans are incredible. I mean, the fans when they built that arena, they still to this day have not had a basketball game there, including exhibitions where it wasn't sold out. That's mm. not a huge arena, but it's still I was sold out say, for what's everyone. The capacity there. I think it's like uh, I would say nine tennis. That's perfect you know, it's not for them, big. though. Yeah, because it's always going to be sold out. Yeah, <laughs> right? and that's a mistake. How many times you see that? You know, who made that mistake? A lot for for indoor hoop game. Right, it's still right. a, right. a right. crowd. It's cold. It's cold in Spokane. I don't know if you have ever been to Spokane in wintertime, but yeah, in yeah. LA, where I live, I can tell you. <laughs> you know, um, Mark Few so actually reminds me of myself, guys. Like people always ask me, "Why don't you live in West Hollywood or Venice or Santa Monica?" I'm like, "No, I I like it here in the valley." Man, I, I like it over here in the sticks. So I, I can relate to Mark Few when people are like, you don't want to live in Beverly Hills? You know, look, man, I like it over here in the valley. Stop yeah, this in the valley. You. I'm with I'm with you on that one. All yeah, right. Yeah. So, so great story. Give me give me uh lower than the let's say the four line. Is there someone lower than the four line that you go, they got a shot? Yukon. I got him over. I got him over Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. in the first round. And I do have them losing to Alabama in, in the second. Okay. But again, similar to what I was saying with the Sumu, UConn is a great example of a team that got better because of an injury. They have an absolutely dynamic lottery pick in James Booknight, yeah. six foot five sophomore, not a great pure shooter per se, but a scorer, scorer. and yes, an sir. athlete. Um, and so he missed, you know, he missed uh, eight or nine games because of, of elbow surgery. And during that time, everybody had to get better. And then he came back and they got reacclimated, took a couple of games. And now, now they're rolling. Now they almost got Creighton in the Big East tournament um, and ended up losing that game. But uh, they are absolutely tenacious defensively. I mean, we know about Danny Hurley and his family mm -hmm. straight out of Jersey City. Mm -hmm. I mean, they fight you. They're great on the glass. One of the best shot blocking teams in the country play at actually a slower pace than you would guess. Um, and so they're tough. And so they're tough. If they're making shots, they're going to be awfully uh, hard to beat. You know, Michigan State to me is an interesting team. I was really surprised that they ended up in, in the first four. I thought that was just not. Right. I mean, yeah. that's a team that um, they've beaten two number one seats <laughs> and, and a number two seed in Ohio State um, and still ended up in that game. So they got UCLA and then BYU and then potentially Texas in the, the second round. And I mean, that Big Ten was just really, really difficult, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I think they're battle tested and you never want to bet against uh, Tom Izzo. I'll give you a couple more. Uh UCSB and Ohio, I like both mm. of them in in their first round games. Now Virginia, as we all know now, right. uh, has had major issues yes, with yes. quarantine, right. so they're going to bring their team, but they're coming way late. And yeah. those guys they're coming have been, like Friday, it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This yeah. is by coincidence. Their first round game was on Saturday, not Friday. I'm sure right. that <laughs> fell. However, but um, <laughs> they're not going to be the same. And and Ohio has a dynamic guard named Jason Preston, 
um, who has an unbelievable story. He's from Florida. He scored, how's this for a stat? He scored a total of 52 points in high school. Total. Wow. 52 points. And, you know, one of these small, under-recruited, uh, went through some personal difficulties, ended up in, at Ohio U and yeah. uh, has had a great career. Grew some, obviously, when he was there. Uh, UCSB, I actually have in the Sweet 16. They've lost one game wow, in okay. the calendar year uh, 2021. And then a, a team that I have going to the Elite Eight is San Diego State. Okay. Uh, they're, they're, they're in a section of, of the bracket, guys, that is really Rock'em Sock'em. You're talking about uh, West Virginia, Clemson, Rutgers, Houston. Uh, th- those are teams you want with you in the bunker. They're very physical, tough teams. And San Diego State, I think, um, is is the best of the bunch. I have them going to, to the Elite Eight. They went through a little bit of a dip with an injury issue, but um, they coasted through a very, very good Mountain West Conference old team that knows how to score a couple of really high-end marksmen in Terrell Gomez and Jordan Shackle. So I got San Diego State of the Elite Eight. All right. So you've got uh, you, you've got some – I saw you had a couple of uh, 12-5s. And, and did you have – you had a couple 13-4s also, right, in the first round? Uh, well, well, I'm looking at my bracket. I had um, – I've got uh, Winthrop beating Villanova, and that's yeah. a very, very popular pick. Winthrop is only um, – Lost one game all year and it came by two points in Villanova. You know, Villanova had an injury, obviously, with Colin Gillespie. So right. that's a big problem. But they weren't playing so great hmm. with him by their standards. By their standards. The right. game before he got hurt, they shot two for 27 from three and lost at Butler. And Butler is not a uh, is not a tournament team. Right. So that was another one that I had my eye on as a, as a potential upset. So my, my, my 13 CDA was Ohio over Virginia. And of course, and of course, your 2021 national champion Colgate Red Raiders beating Arkansas in the first round. Shocking the world. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. So what, uh, what you, you've seen this season, I, uh, you know, up close and obviously, you know, from afar as well. And I just wonder, does this feel like a season to you, given all the stops and starts? And I, again, I come back to my school. We played 10 games. We played the fewest games in the country. We've got 10 games in, some, some of which we had COVID. Our opponents had COVID. 
everybody had COVID, <laughs> you know, like, and we couldn't, we just couldn't play. And I know this is throughout basketball where teams just shut it down for 10 days to two weeks. Does it feel like a season? I'm not saying it's unfair. I'm just saying this no, is no, like a no. season. Listen, I mean, it's, it's a very fair question. I mean, I, I have to say the answer is yes. I mean, right. and this might partly because I was very clear eyed about what the sport was up against, but given where we are and, and given the high, I mean, it was over 80% of games were played. I think the average number of games was 23. Um, I would have definitely signed up for that at the start of the year. And I also have to say, and I think this went back to the NBA bubble when they started up, that I know the, the atmosphere of the arenas hasn't been as good. Home court advantage has not been um, right. as big of an advantage this yeah. year for that reason. But from a, from a viewer's experience, um, it doesn't look that much different. No, you know, you you're not seeing the great, you, you can't really tell. You watch the, the game. I mean, you can't really tell. I mean, how full is the NBA playoffs? I mean, those are some great, great basketball. Yeah. So obviously you missed that. And it was actually kind of interesting because towards the end of the season, as things were opening up a little bit, you know, you did have, you know, like Allen Fieldhouse all of a sudden has 2,000 people as opposed to the usual 16. And it was like, great. I mean, people were going nuts. Right, so when you right. do have a little bit of fan presence in there, now it really becomes magnified but it felt you know it was a little bit weird with the with the disruptions and then you had you know duke and kentucky and michigan state and kansas for a time was struggling so it felt a little bit odd but again i mean it's the tuesday before the start of the ncaa tournament and march madness is happening and it's really exciting and really gratifying and i'm just thrilled for these players who had it taken away from them a year ago and and they got a chance to do the thing they love most which is compete for a championship so, Seth, you did mention you mentioned two things. One, that the NCAA tournament makes stars, which we all know is completely true. You mentioned Steph Curry. He sort of broke out um, his sophomore season and, you know, he was just a genius. Um, I remember um, specifically because I, I mentioned that UConn team before they played George Mason, they played University of Washington. And I didn't really know much about Brandon Roy. Like, I think, you know, Chad Ford had him going in the first round. But that UConn game, like, this is UConn. Like, they got athletes. Like, these dudes pride themselves on defense. They could not do shit with Brandon Roy. And I remember thinking, like, this, this guy's freaking great. And, of course, you know, before injuries derailed him, he showed in the NBA that he was a big-time player. He just didn't have that sort of spotlight on him. He just didn't have cartilage, knee cartilage. <laughs> that was the only problem. <laughs> Tur- turns, out, turns out you did that. No, I remember that game. Was, wasn't that the game where uh, UConn won that on like a fall-away shot in, yeah, in the lane? Yeah, somebody flipped it in at the last second. Well, was, was it, would, would that have been Rip Hamilton maybe? or Oh, was that? No, I think that was after Rip. Maybe, may, maybe it was later. I think that was after we were trying to remember when they lost that game. That was the game where the dude flipped the shot in at the end, right? When they beat Washington with Brandon Roy? Yeah, yeah. It was it was Rudy, it was Josh Boone, it was um oh, Marcus Denim Brown Williams, and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. Denim yeah. Okay, Brown. No, it was Hilton Rip Armstrong. It was that, I, 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 I I'm going on Rick Google. On that, it, I don't think it Rick was, was on well, that team. Th- that's a separate that was time not, they that beat was you. Rudy Gay, yeah, Rudy Gay was the best player on that team. Rudy Gay was the guy. And Josh yeah. Boone was like the second guy. I remember. Yeah, that. no, no. But what Seth is saying, yeah, in 98, is... they had a big game against UW, too. Oh, yeah. So oh, it's oh, oh, am I th- oh, am I thinking about a different? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Because uh, Mason was 04, I want to say. Mason 2004. was 06, I think. 06. I think okay, that sounds 06. about right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my, well, my UW friends, they, and, they, and they, they feel so snake bitten by UConn. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I hope everyone goes out there and, and YouTubes the Rip Hamilton uh, Sweet 16 against uh, 
uh, Washington. That was a great. Yes, that, that was, was the one where too. he threw so many the great runner moments in, in the tournament. Yes, at the yep. end. Yes, yes, yes. You're, you are right about that, Seth. You're right yeah. about that. Who do you who who will excite people in this tournament that they may not know? But everybody knows Kate Cunningham's great. Everybody knows right. Suggs is great. You know what I mean? But who is going to go? You're going to go. Damn, that kid can play. Well, I don't know. You know, again, you guys follow the NBA super closely and, and, and the draft boards. I don't know, you know, for a guy who's been unbelievable, Evan Mobley at yeah. USC, right. I, I don't hear a lot of people talking about him now. They're out mm-hmm. here uh, on, on the best coast, right, Waz? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, you know, kind of under the radar, <laughs> USC got ranked late in the year and then and then fell back out. Um, so he was named Pac-12 Player of the Year, yeah. Defensive Player of the Year, and Freshman of the Year. Right. And the last guy to do that in a major conference was Anthony Davis, who went on to be wow. pretty good. Right. So uh, Evan Mobley, uh, to me, is a team, is a guy that I think will will stand out. And I, I guess people have seen uh, DeSumo. You know, Purdue is another team that I like a lot, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a big time big man and six foot 10 Trevion Williams as a junior. You know, one thing about college basketball is there's definitely a place. And this has been a great year for this, by the way, for traditional back to the basket centers, Garza, you know, and and, and local Garza, of course, being the best example. Um, And, you know, college hoops has gone through this in the last couple of rules cycles about, they always examine, well, should we make the lane wider should they go to the trapezoid like the international like used to be or yeah. go to the nba lane and there's there's a big school of thought uh led by mike krzyzewski largely because of his usa basketball experience to make everything uniform and then there's also thought well if the nba does it it must be right like mm-hmm. i don't like I'm, i know you guys go disagree do you like the uh, inbounding the, the ball at half court for a timeout in the uh, nba you like that no i really? like i like it because it makes it more likely that you get a normal possession, you know, yeah. rather right. than somebody dribble. Like that's so disorienting at times, but I mean, <laughs> they have I to actually dribble the ball at the court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like these are the greatest players in the world, but 94 feet too long. Like, <laughs> short enough. But, but point, point being, they looked at making the lane wider and they said, we're going to leave it as it is because we want to preserve the role of the back to the basket, big man. So you yeah. have a Luca Garza, you have an Evan Mobley, uh, you have a Kofi Coburn, at Illinois. You right. have a Trevion Williams at Purdue, as well as seven foot four freshman uh, Zach Eady. Florida State, who I have beating Michigan, uh, they are the tallest team in the country. Michigan led by Hunter Dickinson, yes. who's a seven foot one center who's I, just had an unbelievable season. I was completely so, wrong about Hunter Dickinson. I say this every time I saw him. Because he's, he he's, he's the Matha, right? He's the Matha guy. So I went Come to see now. him as a junior and I went. I literally said, Maybe he can play in the CAA. Maybe. <laughs> I, I was know. so stupid wrong about Hunter Dickinson. I uh, know. That's why we're here and they're there. But they, they make mistakes too. But what? But you know what? Um, nobody anticipated he would have the season that that he had. So, um, you know, he, he's a guy that could break out as well. So I'm really looking forward to watching him play. Yeah, yeah I'm excited about – I mean, I am ex- – I, I hope that Garza and Mobley play. Is it the 16 they'd play in? I hope they that get would the be 16. That would be a sweet 16. And by the way, we could have Cade Cunningham against Io DeSumo uh, in, yes. in the sweet 16 as yeah. well. And by the way, let, let me just talk about Cade Cunningham for a second. A couple things. First of all, here's a guy who came in with ridiculous hype and then he exceeded it, yeah. <laughs> both in terms of his – play, uh, his ability to accrue great statistics, help his team win, and then his maturity, his class, and his comportment have been across the board A+. But let's remember, Oklahoma State last summer was hit with a postseason ban. And so everybody just assumed that meant 
they were not going to play in the postseason, right? Yeah, right. And and Cade decided. Now his brother's an assistant coach, but certainly they said to him, "Hey, whatever you want to do." And the NCAA said, by the way, that those kids can transfer in the program and play wherever they want and not have to sit out. Kate said, "I'm not going to the G League. I'm not going overseas. I'm not going to whoever else school. I'm coming to Oklahoma State, where my brother is, right. and I'm going to follow through on my commitment." And now, so they appealed the postseason ban, which is a very, very low success rate because. Right. The NCAA hears your appeal, right? The NCAA gives you the ban and then you go back to appeal it to the NCAA. Different people, but the NCAA. And they are playing, not because they won their appeal, but because it hasn't been ruled on yet. They had the hearing, but the the penalty does not go (laughs) into effect (laughs) until the appeal is uh, denied. So they could still get a postseason ban next year, but they are playing unless they – then either appeal between now and Friday, which would not I, be the I best PR think, move. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> so God bless Kate Cunningham, the way he played his class and the fact that he rolled the dice and came anyway, and nobody would have anticipated that it worked out like this. It's worked out I root for him. I hope he has a long run. And speaking of long runs, you're about to start yours with March Madness, Seth Davis. Thank you, my man. I know you got a hundred of these to do between now and the start of the tournament uh, on Thursday. So man, big, big thanks for chum- jumping on thank the show. You, Seth. I love you guys. And uh, how great is it to work at the athletic man? What a company and what it's, a, it's but, pretty as I quote from Hamilton, look around what a wonderful, what, how lucky we are to be alive right now. So exactly. amen. <laughs> you got it. You I'm got not going to sing it. I could. Yeah. And I, could do the, I could do the whole show if you want by heart, but let's just leave with that on that note. Safe travels to you, my man. And thanks Thank everybody. You Thank you. Was. Thanks everybody right. for, for joining in this week. Leave that five-star review. And, uh, you know, if you have a one star, keep it to yourself. homie. <laughs> All right. Later. All right. Later y'all.